Welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. I'm Sherry Ziedenbergen. You were born, you're gonna die, and your adventure is your dash in between. So make the most of it. Unlock your potential in all aspects of your dash by embracing your uniqueness and living in a way that's authentic to you. Not by doing more things, but by focusing on the right things. I'm a former corporate leader turned coach who's on my own journey, and I'm passionate about helping you on your journey too. So on the podcast, we'll explore how to live authentically by deciphering who you truly are and what you truly want. Are you ready to take a step toward designing your dash? Someday doesn't actually exist. So let's do it now. so much for coming to the Dash Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have my friend Beth here. Beth Priesner is the owner of Coach Beth, which is a professional health and life coaching business in Iowa City, Iowa. And Beth and I met, I don't know, a year or two ago? Anyway, she is one of those people I met and thought, okay, we're going to be friends. And now we are. So I'm very excited to have her joining me here today. And Beth does positive intelligence coaching, which is something that I talked about last week on, on uh, last week's episode. So we're going to talk about all kinds of things today um, with Beth. And she just has so much wisdom and experience to share. So I'm super excited for you to hear Beth's story and, and hear more from Beth. So Beth, welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. Thank you for being here. Um, so Beth, I would just love for you to just start out by telling us a little bit about your business, Coach Beth, and tell us, just tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I work with uh, really busy professional women who really have gone from putting themselves last and want to go to prioritizing their own health and wellness. So their own physical health, their own mental health, just starting to prioritize themselves. Um, and it's I, I do that using a couple of different things, different methods, like you said, the positive intelligence, but um, really it's also about just getting in touch with, the, getting back in touch with themselves. And because your journey has been from a nursing standpoint to being a coach, I suspect that one of the things you witnessed a lot throughout your career has been people putting themselves last, which I think a lot of us, a lot of women in particular, have a tendency to put ourselves last. So I'm guessing from a nursing standpoint, you saw that even more so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think just healthcare in general, you know, we are, we are givers and we tend to prioritize everyone else's needs. And then if you add in being a woman or a wife or a mom on top of those things, um, most of the women who I work with are not even, it's not even on their radar initially to put themselves first. And I'm guessing most people will say to you that they think it's selfish. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting that you said that because that's a common thing and that like how I don't have time for that. How do, how, why would I do that? Um, and so really a big focus is, um, putting the oxygen mask on yourself first so that you can take care of yourself and then take care of others. But taking care of yourself is huge because it opens up so many other possibilities. It's not just your, it's not just your physical and mental health. It's um, what do you want to do with your life? Which is why I love your business too, the dash mindset. <laughs> 
It's true. We were just meant to be friends for so many reasons, so many reasons. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit is is uh, about your own journey from nursing to coaching? And I know I'm I'm oversimplifying that because it wasn't just like, okay, you were a nurse one day and then you became a coach. But can you tell us a little bit about that journey? And I'm also wondering, I don't think we've ever specifically talked about this, Beth, if putting your own oxygen mask on was ever a challenge for you, especially given you were a caregiver, that was your role, that was your career. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I've had, I've done a lot of different things in nursing and I'm going to just tell you right now, it's really hard for me to talk about myself. So if I stumble a little bit, you're just going to have to coach me. Um, Do you want to speak in third person? Would that be beneficial? So let me tell you a little bit about Beth. <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. So... <laughs> So as a nurse, I've done a lot of different things. I would say one of the biggest influences in my the trajectory of my career has been starting out in oncology nursing, so working with cancer patients and, you know, really getting to work with these people who whose days were often, or months or years were numbered. Um, and I really learned how to appreciate the value of every day and living in that moment. But it's hard. It's also hard, of course, to do that. You know, a lot of a lot of people would like to live that way, but until we're actually in that situation, we don't always do that. So working in oncology was big. I, I worked then in hospice for many years and same kind of thing, um, working with patients and families and working with the team, the hospice team, the amazing group of social workers and spiritual care and nurses. And you are working with a group of professionals that is just like top notch in their profession. Um, But I think the other big piece of that is if you um, are in healthcare and you work in home health or hospice, you really see people in their own living environment. Whereas if you're in healthcare and in the hospital or in a clinic, people are coming to you in that controlled environment. And so I think that is always, that kind of is a bridge to like, okay, this is the real life of people. And so not just here, follow my directions and go home and do what I recommend, but like, okay, how are we going to make this work for you in your home? I have done a little bit of teaching. I've done some, I've had been in leadership positions in nursing. And then towards kind of the, I don't know, probably the last 10 years, 15 years, I did some work with what I would say uh, people who are in kind of a rising risk. So people who maybe had diabetes that was not completely out of control, but going, you know, getting there. And so learned how to work with people and help them um, based on what they could manage in their environment to make small changes um, that would help them to get to their own goals. So I think, and then there were a lot of other things in between, but those were kind of some of the main touch points. Um, on top of the other side of things was, I also have been a group fitness instructor for almost, well, for 20-ish years. And so, um, you know, a different world of seeing people kind of in the health and wellness world. And so... 
it was kind of the combination of those two things where I realized, oh, I, I really, I think I'd like to be a health coach. I think I'd like to try this out. And so I kind of did that um, on the side as a side gig for a while and realized, oh, this is, this is not just about food. We're not talking about food. And that's when I went back and got more training to support my clients better with life coaching. That was a long answer to your question. Yeah, well, it's been a long journey. So yeah, Yeah. no, that's fantastic because I think we often have this tendency to think, okay, nursing is completely different from coaching or whatever those two things are in our head. Um, But it's really not. And, And the fact that you were a fitness a fitness instructor as well. Everything's interrelated. So it just seems like now in retrospect and especially seems like, oh, what a natural path for you, you know, and you can see the the relationships. Okay. So, and you serve primarily women, busy women. Okay. And do you serve, have you served any men as well? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I thought you had. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't say that to exclude men, but primarily um, that's who I've worked with as women. And primarily actually women in midlife who, um, one of the things I didn't talk about is really my approach with my coaching is a health at every size approach and a body neutral perspective. So, you know, we have this, um, these societal ideas that, our body should stay the same all the time, Um, you know, and funny how that doesn't happen actually. And (laughs) especially if you're a woman in perimenopause or menopause. Um, And so let's, let's shift those expectations. Um, You know, we don't look at our kids or our teens and say, Oh my gosh, you grew again. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I can't believe you gained 10 pounds. No, of course we don't do that. So, you know, and our and people often, you know, I got a lot after COVID where people would say, oh, I gained all this weight. Well, yeah, we just went through a global pandemic. There was all sorts of like social strife and like people had were fearing for their lives. They lost people, you know, they there was anxiety and depression and isolation. Of course, you know, our bodies are not machines. And so um, what I really want to bring is that compassion towards um, ourselves around just trusting and respecting your body, knowing that this is your genetic blueprint um, and what you are at 50 is probably not what you were at 20 or 30 or even 40. Or maybe even 49. (laughs) It seems seems to change on a daily basis. (laughs) And so you recently did a a class about hormones, right? I I wasn't able to attend whatever that was. So I know, I think maybe part of me just wanted to kind of repress that because I was sad I couldn't attend. So if you could talk a little bit about that, that would be great. Oh yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't particularly about hormones or close. It was a perimenopause workshop that I did. So kind of the same, same thing that I, that I just mentioned was what I have found in working with women um, in midlife is that, and even as a nurse, I 
knew very little about perimenopause and menopause and what to expect until I went through it. And most of the women who I've worked with have had the same experience that they don't even know what's happening. And so, I I mean, I just thought my body is completely rebelling against me. And so, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many women in the Iowa City community who I've talked to who didn't even know that there was a menopause clinic at the University of Iowa. I didn't know that till after I went through menopause and I'm a nurse, you know, so um, it's bringing awareness and education of um, what you can expect. I mean, the, all the physical changes, physical changes and the emotional and psychological changes. So you can have panic attacks and anxiety and let's talk about the rage. (laughs) So it's true though, but I think like women think, oh, there's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. There isn't. Um, And believe yourself and trust yourself and expect that it's going to, you know, change. So. Well, and I think It's funny how I think as humans, we often have little understanding of what's happening with us and we just immediately have this assumption that something wrong with us, but we're always going through a phase. And I think, I mean, at each phase throughout life, I mean, you have puberty, that's a thing, you know, now (laughs) my 12 year old is just adamantly opposed to it. He just would like to avoid the whole thing. Um, Like, oh, it's just one of many phases, buddy. Don't you worry. And then, then you're going through and then, you know, some of us are having kids and then it's like, oh, now we're done having kids and we're always in a phase. And so we're kind of focusing on the phase we're in at the time thinking, oh, something must be wrong with me. And then all of a sudden we're in this new phase that we know little about. So thank you. Thank you for guiding the way, Beth. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's true. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that I've loved about mental fitness too, is that bringing people together in a group, you see that, oh, this person is also struggling with this. And, you know, this judge of myself, oh yeah, everybody struggles with that. Yeah. It's really powerful. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love the way, um, so, so mental fitness and positive intelligence are kind of one and the same. I use them interchangeably. So it's just the fact that we each, this is what I talked about in the prior episode, but the fact that we're all, every one of us is judging ourselves, our circumstances, other people, all the time. It's totally normal. And we often have this tendency to think, oh, something's wrong with me. Why am I doing this? And 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 off, also at the same time, not even recognizing that we're doing it. So we think something's wrong with us, but we don't even recognize we're doing that to ourselves. So um, what I love about positive intelligence is that it aligns so well with any type of coaching. I mean, the the coaching you're doing, any type of coaching. So we're all going through rage or hormone changes or something all the time, every one of us. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about going, having gone from nursing that is, nursing is something that, you know, people people know about. It's like, oh, you're a nurse. I understand that. Can you talk a little bit about as you shifted to coaching, what were some of the reactions you had from other people in your world? Was there anyone that thought, what now? What do you, <laughs> you know, you're a nurse. I get that. I understand what you're doing. You have a, a real job. Um, what did that look like when you shifted from nursing to coaching 100% of the time? Well, so initially, I, I definitely, I feel like I had a lot of support. I have a lot of supportive people in my life um, who were really encouraging. I think I ran into some pushback 
or resistance from some people about, you know, like, well, have you thought of this? And did you do this? And what about this? And a little bit of a, like, a little judgmental, I think, around that. And then mostly, I think it's just people just didn't necessarily know what it was, (laughs) you know? And so explaining, like, exactly what it is that I do and how I operate and and then getting out of my own way, you know, like learning how to really embrace it and um, really highlight the transformations that I see and the amazing things that other people experience when we work together. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I sometimes forget to like shout that out to the world. <laughs> So it's funny, isn't it? How that works? Like, oh, wait, yeah, I need to talk to people about this. I need to tell people. And it's also funny that we're all in our own way. I mean, I had always heard that, like, oh, you're in your own way. Well, how how do I get out of it? I'm just one person. I'm trying to get out of my way, but I don't even know that I'm in my way. So yeah, it's funny how each of us is in our own way in some in some manner and just help, getting some help to identify, okay, how am I in my own way? What does that even mean? And you just can't see it yourself. Yeah, I think um, for me too, recognizing that there's enough, like there are enough people to have my coaching business and the person over here who does this, a similar type of coaching and another person over here because we all serve different people and um, we have different niches. And so initially I was super worried about that, but I really, anymore, it's more about like, is this person a good fit? Are we a good fit together? And, or this group, are they, is it a good fit? Um, And if not, then that's okay. There's somebody else that can help you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you because it, I think just like any other, maybe not any other role, but I mean, coaching is kind of like being a musician. I mean, anyone could say, or being an author, anyone could say, oh, there are enough musicians in the world. I don't want to do that. But you're the only one with that voice, right? I mean, if Nora Jones had said, oh, there are all kinds of singers out there, we wouldn't have a Nora Jones, right? We wouldn't even know of her voice. And just like, we wouldn't have Coach Beth if you had said, oh, there are enough coaches out there. But it's funny how our brains just kind of have this scarcity mindset and think, oh, there are enough of those, whatever. I'm glad you overcame that, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's a daily practice to work on that. It really is. So you're not done yet. You're not done figuring it out. No. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. No, no. I mean, I'm I'm a big advocate for coaching and therapy and all of the things. I think we all need all the things. Yes. All the things. All the things. Um, Okay. So tell me a little bit about how the impact it's had on your life to go from, and first of all, I want to thank you. I am so appreciative of people like you and the fact that there are people who are working in hospice and are able to take that on from a physical standpoint and emotional standpoint. I'm just awed by, by that. That is, that is, I just so appreciate that. And I'm, I'm so envious of the, those gifts that you have. So anyway, going from that back to Tell me about how the impact that had on on your life and 
from a physical standpoint, an emotional standpoint, all the things going from hospice into coaching instead? Yeah, well, there was, I will say um, that there was a gap. And I, in my work in hospice, I did a little bit of work with um, patients, but I primarily um, supervised the team, um, the hospice team. But, but yes, in oncology, I did more, when I worked in the clinic, I did more patient, direct patient care. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I think for, and I feel that way towards any of the professionals who are doing that. Loved, I loved it. I think anyone who does that work will tell you that they just, like, it's, it's just a part of, it's, it feels like it's a part of you. I mean, you just love it and you love the connections with the patients and families. But I would probably about once every three months have a night where I just cry, just all just cry for the loss and the sadness because there's a lot of, a lot of heavy. So, so I, you know, that transition to coaching. So let me go back and ask, what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) This is just what happens when people talk to me specifically, because I think I probably asked like three and then I made a statement. Yeah. So, um, oh, what, what has been the impact on your life? Going from, I'll just say nursing in general, making that switch to coaching. What has been the impact on your life and your relationships and other things? Um, So I think there, it's been like anything else, any other change. um, There have been some really awesome things and there have been some challenges. And so the really awesome things I think would be being my own boss and you know, if I want to sleep in a little bit or take a little extra time to do what I need to do, then I can do that. And the really challenging thing is being my own boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> setting a schedule and sticking to it and saying, okay, this is my day that I'm going to send out my email newsletter. Well, I have, it hasn't happened for a little while. I don't know if you noticed, but you know, like sticking to those things. So that's a challenge, but um, truly like, I'm so grateful every day for being able to work um, with the amazing people who I work with. I, I have been grateful, especially for the space. I'm really in a sandwich generation. And so the space to um, be with and support my teens as they're launching and um, support my parents and be with them too. And then everybody in between. And that also means taking care of myself, which I don't know that I would be doing as well if I were in an um, eight to five kind of a position. So relationships, it's been amazing as far as that, you know, to be able to be more present with the people in my life. Although it also means, like I said, wrangling in those evenings and nights, sometimes when work goes a little bit later, um, or I'm thinking about things and mulling over things or, you know, so it's learning and setting those own boundaries for myself but overall, I just absolutely love what I'm doing. I mean, I, I love meeting with clients. I love working with groups. I come away from it just feeling energized and excited. And that just makes it, I would agree with the whole being your own boss is one of the best and worst things about it. I miss, and I don't know because I've never worked in a um, 
I have no medical background other than just having gone to the doctor myself. That That's my medical background. Um, and that doesn't really count because I usually leave. I'm like, wait, what now? What did he say? I know he gave me a prescription. Um, <laughs> so I don't have that background. But I'm guessing you had like an IT desk and... <laughs> a, a printer at work. Those are two of the things I miss the most. <laughs> I miss having IT support for sure. Yeah. I would like to hire just an IT person, actually. You're looking for a position to help a coach as an IT. <laughs> help a couple. How's that? Let's yeah. put that out there. Wow. Yes. yes. Share <laughs> IT support. Absolutely. Well, that and, you know, the things that I've learned about like, man, Canva, I feel like I need a class on these things. I am just, it's not been my, it's not been my thing. It's interesting, but boy, does it take me a long time. (laughs) Well, and let me, oh, I know. I'm like, I'm pretty sure somebody else could have whipped this out in 30 (laughs) seconds and it would have looked a lot better. Yeah. So, okay. So I have a question about that. So if at any point did... Did any of that hold you back and make you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this full time? Because I, I, I think as humans, we often we get so focused on the how and we think, oh, how how would I do that? How would I how would I manage my day? How would I do all these things? And I have to I, I'm sure I've said this before, but way back when I was earlier in my career, I don't know, at one point. I have no concept of time anymore, but my husband said to me, you should have your own coaching practice. And I said to him, how would I do that? And totally dismissed it. And then years later, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, I come home and, I, and um, I've had a, various people say it to me throughout, the, um, throughout my career. But one day, one person said it to me and I came home and I told my husband, so-and-so said I should, I should be a coach. I should have a coaching practice. And he looks at me like, oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I never would have come up with that. But it's so funny how <laughs> my immediate response to him and probably to the person who told me was, well, how would I do that? Because I'm thinking about IT and scheduling my day and, you know, all that gunk that, that is a challenge. But when you really care, you work through. Anyway, so see, that's why you don't forget the question because I asked you a question and then I told you all this other stuff. So the question right. is, did the how ever get in your way? Yeah, I think particularly at the beginning, I didn't even quite know where to start. And then I think what's been interesting is just like, you know, and my sister told me this from the get-go, just take the next right step. Just do one step at a time and because you don't really need to know the whole how and it's going to change, you know, as you're going. I mean, I think even like when I first started with just health coach, I got certification through ACE. Um, Oh, gosh, don't ask me to like tell you what that stands for. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. (laughs) American Society of Exercise or something like that. So. Um, because I thought, well, I'll kind of go the group fitness route rather than the nursing route. Right. And, you know, look, so I was kind of doing traditional like body fat measurements and, um, food plans and that sort of thing. And then after a while I was like, yeah, that's not really, you know, like people are doing, they're doing the quote unquote right things and things aren't changing for them. What's, what's happening here. And that's when I, um, discovered intuitive eating, which is really about learning how to listen to your body and 
um, trust yourself around food and kind of normalizes all of the different kinds of food. And so I went down that path. And then, as I said, um, started going more into deeper into coaching. So now I've completely gone off topic from what your original <laughs> question was. No, no, it wasn't at all because basically you had to experiment in different things to figure out because our brain wants to know what the end result is going to be. And we just don't until we try things. I love what your sister said. You just got to take the next right step because we want to get to, okay, well, if I do these 27 things, the result will be this. But, you know, steps three through 27 will probably change by the time we get through the first two. So focusing on the how is kind of ridiculous, really. Completely. And, you know, she has her own business and, and has for years. And, and so I think she saw that and could, you know, help direct me with that. And I think the other thing that I've learned and that I really try and do for myself and help my clients with is to be scared and do it anyways. Like just, and also do it ugly. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. I am such a perfectionist in a lot of ways and um, like, just, it's okay. Just do it. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey. And I think, you know, I think the other thing that I see for women kind of going off on another tangent, but this is primarily, I, I think maybe what held me back initially was the thought that I had to have like all of the certifications or I had to, you know, know X, Y, or Z. And I think for most people, most women, um, like, you know what you're doing, just, just start, (laughs) you know? And if you don't know it, you'll figure it out and it'll be okay. People want to know what you know. And they want to pay for your services. And so the other side of what I really feel passionately about and try and encourage women to do is ask for their worth. So ask to be paid well for your services um, because your experience and your training and um, your knowledge, it's valuable. And I think that we can raise the general consciousness of women and, and raise our, raise the bar for all, for women, you know? It's so easy. Well, you and I were talking about this before we actually started recording, but it's so funny how it's so easy to see in other people, but each of us with ourselves has a harder time with that because it's, um, you know, obviously, okay. You're telling people, okay, I can help you be more comfortable in your own body. I can help you understand the phase of life you're in. I can help you um, understand why you're eating what you're eating. I'm putting words in your mouth. This isn't, you know, so correct me if I'm saying anything wrong here. But the worth of that to someone is huge. And no one's going to say, oh, now wait a minute. So you have an A certification. What does that stand for again? (laughs) But... Nobody knows what that even is and nobody really cares. But as women, and I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday, as as women in particular, we have a tendency to think, oh, I need that certification. I need that thing. When for the most part, people probably don't even know what the letters behind your name even stand for, nor do they really care. They want to know, can you help? Here's my problem. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I say that and I, and I still, I also still pursue certification. I know, <laughs> you know, 
raging addict as I am, right? Oh, I am. I am. And I, um, which is great. I think, um, what I have found though, is that I really am pretty focused these days on what I do as far as certifications and training and the things that I have done, I think really ultimately benefit my clients too, you know, and they all kind of fit together. Well, and I think there's a difference too, when you're doing it for yourself and you're really recognizing, okay, this is going to help my client in this way versus, oh, I just need more certifications. I need more certifications, right? So I, at one point, well, at probably all the points in my life up until my 40s, probably, I was kind of a certification credentials addict, and I couldn't have really told you why I was getting a particular license certification. It was just, well, I need my blah, blah, blah. And I never truly stopped to think, why am I doing this? Because I didn't have a particular person in mind that I wanted to help or a particular need I was filling. It was just this <laughs> kind of addiction. So I actually, when I started coaching, I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to really figure out what I want to get certified in. Because it was just kind of this vicious cycle of, okay, now I'm going to get this, now I'm going to get this. And it was not that I was doing it for anyone else in particular, but it was just kind of feeling like, oh, I need to be more. I need to be more. Now, my addiction is more of a, <laughs> I really want to learn more about X and I know it'll help people. And I think that's where you are too. It's maybe addiction is too strong of a word at this point, but um, you just, you want to, you want to be able to help pe people better and learn more to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I have a small goal of changing the world. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Well, it's, I'll oh, help you out. I'll help you out. The two of us, we can do it, Beth. Yeah, I mean, we have different people, so yeah. Yeah, we just need to shift a few systems um, with the patriarchy and healthcare, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> Let's, okay, we'll tackle healthcare first. Yeah, okay, we'll come up with, after the call, we'll come up with a plan. We'll come up with a project plan, and we'll, we'll get this done. And I say that, I say that, but I actually truly have nothing but supportive men in my life. So my, between my husband and my dad and even my son, I mean, they're all very yeah, my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, and I have, I'm a boy mom. So um, I love how you say even my son, because he's, is he 19 now? Yeah, uh, yes. 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 Yeah, I had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> I know, it changes every year. It's very confusing. Um, okay, so I would love to hear about um, some of the, the, the retreats that, well, okay, wait, oh, nope, I got to back up. So okay. I want to talk a little bit about positive intelligence because speaking of um, kind of a learning addiction, I have to share the story. So you had reached out to me. Well, first of all, I had heard about positive intelligence a few years ago and I thought, oh, that's something I want to know more about. Okay, but I had to push myself outside my comfort zone by not investigating it, not going down that path. And I have gone down a few different paths. And so- Beth reached out to me. So I'm telling the audience now, not talking to you. Um, you reached out to me and said, hey, Sherry, I have this, this um, opportunity. I'm going to take this positive intelligence course. Are you interested? And I barely even looked at your message. I just saw, are you interested in taking this course? And I just said, nope. Because I, in my brain, I had thought, no more courses right now, Sherry. And so I just said, nope, not right now. Thank you, Beth. I'm not going to do another course right now. And then you went through the course. A few months later, someone else reached out to me and said, oh, I have this positive intelligence opportunity. Are you interested? And I said, well, yes, I am. And <laughs> I 
realized, wait a minute, is that what Beth reached out to me about? And I said, I adamantly said no. So it was just kind of a funny thing. And I know a lot of it's just timing, but so you, I really um, appreciated you being able to answer my questions and being my guide as I, because I'm, I'm just finishing up with my first um, couple pods and I'm going to be having more. And you are, I guess, I don't know, a couple months ahead of the game. So I'd love to hear what you're doing from a positive intelligence standpoint. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you're doing from a positive intelligence standpoint, as well as um, I want to hear about your retreats after that as well. So I'll just let you go now. I love it. Oh, no. And I totally get it. And I did not take it personally. I I understand it has to be the right time and the right fit. But I'm so glad you're on board because I I think it'd be really fun to collaborate at some point. So, um, yeah. So I have a group going right now. um, And really, uh, the focus is, I mean, it's really been individual as far as the people who I've worked with. I've worked with some people who have been through Um, one-on-one coaching with me for intuitive eating. Um, And then some people who are completely new to me and really just want to focus on um, being more present in their lives or, you know, they've got some transitions coming up, maybe transition towards retirement or a transition um, with something else. And they just are looking at, oh my gosh, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, I can't keep running this this sprint and I need to figure out how to, you know, how to make these changes. And so it's been really great. So I actually, um, I'm really excited. I will finish up this group in, I think in December, but I also have an ongoing grow, like a month to month membership and grow pod. So we meet right now, we're meeting once to twice per month. Um, once a month scheduled, the second time is just to catch up if you're feeling the need to check in. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But also we have um, connections outside of that. And we have, you know, we are reviewing the grow modules and doing other things. So it's really great. I'm super excited about that. I have, it's been really cool to see the evolution of people who have been through the initial program and then continue to grow in their mental fitness practice. So my, I'm really excited because I um, have wanted, been wanting to partner these two programs that I do. So in starting in January, I'll be offering a program that I'll do eight weeks of mental fitness. And then we have a week off for spring break <laughs> because that's important. And then 10 weeks of intuitive eating. So it's January through May and people can do either. If So what I'm going to call it is foundations. And so it's the foundations of learning how to prioritize yourself. And so, yeah, I'm excited. And so we'll do the foundations of mental fitness first. And I'm sure like there are some people who have been through the earlier program who maybe didn't stick with the grow, but want to come back and they've got access to the modules, but they just need the consistency of the group meeting so they can come back in. Or if you've never done this before and you want to start, you can start. Um, And then it's moving into, so it's gaining those practices of like learning how to 
interrupt your busy day and just be present for just a few minutes at a time during your day. And then once you have those habits and you're paying attention to your thoughts, it's looking at um, your relationship to food and movement and your body. And so if you're looking for like a quick fix and your New Year's resolution of like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, this is not for you. (laughs) But if you are wanting to make sustainable changes and healthy, like lifelong changes that are going to help you really learn how to be more present in your life and take care of yourself and not wait till you have the one week vacation a year or two weeks vacation a year, like take care of yourself right now. So this is, this is how we do it is we practice this in small pieces. So I'm super excited. <laughs> well, and I think I, that's so, I love that you're calling it foundations. So, and I think that's what, I mean, that's what I did throughout my career too is, okay, we're going to yeah. go on vacation. So you, you, you go, 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 go. And then you leave for vacation, but then the ramp up to get ready for vacation is, always so stressful. And then about halfway through vacation, you're actually somewhat relaxed. And then I would start getting anxious again because I thought, okay, well, now I'm going back to work. And then, (laughs) you know what? No one actually does the work while you're gone. So (laughs) you have more when you return. And that's what we consider Mm -hmm. taking care Mm -hmm. of ourselves. Yeah. It's... um, Yeah. And let me connect that back. So a big piece of why do what I do is because when I worked, particularly when I worked at, um, in oncology at a clinic, I can't tell you how many times I saw people who would retire. They waited their whole lives to do things. And then the next week they were diagnosed with cancer. So, you know, I was like, uh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And also, also we don't in the United States, I don't think that we have a really good blueprint or we're not taught. And it's certainly not practiced at, at work to, you know, how do you take care of yourself day to day and in the moment and even encouraging breaks, um, people are not encouraged to, to do that. And so a lot of the, even the food stuff that I work, that I work with people around is, you know, food is taking breaks and eating. That's an acceptable break is eating, right? And so, but it's not just an acceptable break to just kind of sit there and, or take, you know, take a time, take time out for yourself. Like people just don't do that. Um, And so it's, it's rethinking about some of those things. Um, And so my other plug is if you were a a small business owner and you want to make this change in your business, come talk to me and go through the program and then let's work with your team because this can make a huge impact in your, your work and your productivity and your team's productivity and your team satisfaction. Yeah. And we're often, because we don't have an understanding of our own, our own saboteurs and why we're in our own way, we're getting in one another's way because everybody else has different saboteurs. So can I ask Beth, what are your top saboteurs? <laughs> I think Ooh. I know, but I'd love for you to tell me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what you think they are. <laughs> I'm guessing Stickler is one of them. Stickler is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Hyperachiever? Yes. It's up there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so those were the two I would, I would guess. Ooh, I'm going to have to kind of look. I haven't looked for a while, actually, because I kind of, I just work on all of them. Do you have any restlessness? Yes. 
pleaser and restless. Stickler, pleaser, and restless. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. And not, okay. So that makes sense then. I have hyperachiever, restless and stickler are my top ones, but I don't have pleaser and that maybe that's, I mean, that's, it's pretty low. I had like, I, you know, it's in there, but you know that I don't have as much of a pleaser because I was talking to you this summer when my husband had back surgery and I'm like, uh, can you come take care of this guy? I'm not a caregiver. <laughs> I felt terrible for him. I wanted to help, but I am just not as qualified as a lot of people, including yourself. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, as an old child, that pleaser is definitely, that must be like, I don't know if that's a function of Oh, oldest. maybe. I'm the youngest, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted everyone else to please me. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Um, Okay, so tell us about tell us about the retreats that you have coming up. Oh yeah, Um, so I am partnering with Natalie Benway Carell, and her business is the Well Lived Life. And so we have two retreats: one on January 28th, and one on February 25th. And they are going to be just a full day retreat. So I think nine to six is the time. And you. They're, they're called Huga. I want to say Higgy because that's how it looks when you write it out. But Huga retreat, which is a Danish word for kind of cozy conviviality. And so the January retreat is just like, oh my gosh. And it's all for women only, I should say too. It's going to be at a beautiful um, lakefront property in Solon. And um, so in January, like you have made it through the holidays. You did all the things for everybody else. You're, if you have kids, your kids are back in school. And so it's an opportunity to just like take a minute, take a breath, recenter yourself. Um, you'll get a massage unless you don't want a massage. That's fine too. But we've got one hour massage. I don't understand anyone who would say no <laughs> to that. But anyway, go ahead. Well, some people, it's not for them and that's okay. That's all right. So you get a one hour massage. We'll have an amazing Uh, just an amazing lunch. And then of course, other food throughout the day too. Um, And then some programming from myself and Natalie about just different ways to help you take that feeling with you. So things that you can do going forward. So it's not just like I have a day and I'm refreshed and then that's it. (laughs) I go back to chaos, which does happen, but also like, how can you start to bring that into your daily life? Um, And then the February retreat is um, pleasure and play. And so that is about really satisfaction, aliveness, pleasure, presence, so Natalie is a, she's a psychotherapist and she's also a marriage and sex therapist too. So it's going to be about being in touch with your body, asking for what you need. And same thing, you'll also, you'll get a massage and amazing food and also time to rest and just connect with other incredible women. Um, so those, those registrations um, right now, you can go to the Well Lived Life dot org to sign up for those. Fantastic. I love that you're doing that. And you just, just your voice is just so calming. I think, you know, just a day with good food massage and just your voice, Beth, is going to be so calming to people. And then there are just bonuses beyond that. (laughs) 
well, my teenagers might not agree with you, but thank you for yeah, saying that. I suspect that. you have a different voice with them than you do with me, but. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Okay. I have, well, actually I have three more questions for, for you. One, okay. what would you yeah. say? And I didn't talk to you about this in advance. So, um, no worries if, if nothing comes to mind immediately, but what would you say based on your work in hospice, what did people share as regrets during that time of their life? You know, I, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, and it's been a quite a long time. And like I said, I worked primarily with um, like on the front end with admitting people into hospice and then um, working with uh, supporting the team. So I don't know that I have an answer to that, but I do know that it made me think about wanting to live my life and not having regrets. And even now, I when I feel regretful about things, the things that I've done or the way that things have gone, I try and give myself some slack because I think we all do the best that we can with what we've got in the moment and what we know most of us do. Not everybody, actually. Um, (laughs) Let me preface that. Most people do. All the people who I know and work with um, and love do. Yeah, so I think that is also how I now try and live and think about my life. Yeah, that had a huge impact. Yeah, which it absolutely would. Yeah. Okay. My second to last question. What would your current self tell a younger version of yourself based on what you know now? So I would say like, trust yourself and do more of the things that you want to do and not as many things that you think you should do. And that you're a badass and just embrace your life. And it's all going to work out. That idea of like, I was so worried about doing things right and that do, being doing what I should do that, um, yeah, I sometimes didn't, didn't listen as well. To yourself. Um, to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Or even other people. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that, Beth. You yeah. are a badass, Beth. Badass Beth. I think I just came up with something. <laughs> okay my last question for you is where can people find you yeah so uh my website coachbethic for iowacity.com and there you can sign up for my email newsletter my semi-regular email newsletter (laughs) and um also facebook and instagram and linkedin under coach beth at coach beth ic oh you do all the things you are a badass well i do all the things some of the times (laughs) (laughs) you know what i need to point out because you so it's funny when you're talking about your newsletter and the fact that it's a regular, it's so funny how, again, we put that on ourselves like, oh gosh, when nobody else is, I have not noticed Beth. Yeah. Yeah. No offense, but I have not noticed that I haven't gotten a, a newsletter from you because I've gotten hundreds of other things. I'm like that ah, trying to sort through. Right. But it's so funny how we have in our heads though. Yeah. That, and I meet this with all love and sincerity that we're a bigger deal than we are. <laughs> 
are. Yeah. We are absolutely big deals, but in the minds of other people, they're just trying to work through their own crap, right? Oh, so okay. it's like... Yeah, yeah, I hear that. And I, you know, that's such a good reminder. I think for anyone who's starting their business, one of the things that I've had to do is like get out of my own way as far as like also emailing people and connecting with people. Like if you're like me... I need that reminder. Like, please follow up with me if I don't get back to you. <laughs> you know, because yeah. It's not that I don't want to participate. It's just that I forgot or lost the email amongst the other 10,000 emails that I get every Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you are still a badass, whether you've sent that newsletter recently <laughs> or not. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks. And also because you were in Puerto Rico. So, yeah. oh, and I should say too, that we, Beth and I are going to plan a trip to somewhere at some point because we both love to travel. And she was just in Puerto Rico, which is how we started our fun conversation. So totally. anyway, so yeah, you can contact either me or Beth if you have any questions about Puerto Rico too. We, we can just provide all kinds of wisdom, can't we? Right. <laughs> yeah, I love the reason when I knew that we would be friends was when essentially you told me about your coaching business and then you told me about your love for travel and like literally in the next minute we were like oh when can we travel together <laughs> where are we gonna go where are we gonna go <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I was like oh I think I came home and I called my sister I was like you're not gonna love Sherry <laughs> we're gonna go places all of us <laughs> I love it wait now I'm confused that I wasn't in Puerto Rico with you just recently because your sister was there even wait a minute opportunities coming soon I'm totally kidding I'm totally kidding but yeah we we definitely we will travel we will absolutely travel together okay I am going to as much as I want to keep you on for another seven hours I suspect your family also wants to see you and uh listeners might eventually get bored so um thank you so much for being here beth i just love every minute with you and love that laugh and that calming i just feel i haven't even done any mental fitness pq reps in this last hour yet i still feel a calm because of your voice oh. and just your presence oh you are the best sherry i thank you so much thanks for being like yeah i'll talk with you much, Beth. I will share all of Beth's details in the notes. And well, I guess I should also add, I'm so excited about having Beth here. So I am doing, I'm finishing up my positive intelligence groups right now. I'm going to be doing more groups. I have not come up with anything fancy like foundations or anything. So I need to do that. But um, yeah, if you want to know more about Coach Beth, you know where to find Coach Beth. If you want to know more about uh, the Dash Mindset, I have all my details in the notes too. And um, if you want to know about Puerto Rico, call either one of us. <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone for joining. Thanks so much for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends and leave us a review. Follow me on my social media platforms highlighted in the show notes and get in touch with me at the-mindset.com. Share the topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. We'll see you next time. Design and differentiate your Dash, your way, and make today amazing.